You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of P.S. Meet Me at Stage Door. Today we have an exciting guest for you, but before we get into that, Tori, take it away with the bulletin. In sad news, it has been announced that Frozen on Broadway has officially closed after an amazing 851 performances at the St. James Theatre, and they will not be reopening once the restrictions are lifted for Broadway. Our hearts go out to the cast and crew and everyone involved with this phenomenal production. In some good news, whilst the Sydney season of Frozen has been postponed, it is set to open on the 1st of December 2020 at the Capitol Theatre in Sydney. And in some of the most exciting news of the month, it has been officially announced that a pro shot of Hamilton with the original Broadway cast will be available on Disney Plus from the 1st of June. Mark it in your calendars, you guys. You won't want to miss this. Well, today we are lucky enough to have one of Australian theatre's up-and-coming talents, Monique Saleh. Monique has recently just finished performing as Little Red Riding Hood in Gordon Frost's Shrek the Musical, which unfortunately has been cancelled due to COVID-19. She made her professional debut in the Australian Helpman Award-winning production of A Chorus Line in the role of Bibi and understudying Diana. Her other credits include the 50th anniversary touring cast of Hair, Hayes Theatre Company's production of Catch Me If You Can, Gordon Frost's touring production of Mamma Mia performing as Ali and Squabber Logic The Dismissal as just some of her most notable productions. Throughout our training, Monique has been a mentor to both Tori and I and a great representation of a performer who is killing it in the Australian theatre industry. So, please welcome Monique. God, what an intro. I've never had such an intro in my life. Thank you so much for coming on. We can't wait to chat to you about everything theatre related today. I'm very excited to be here to... um to feel so special thank you gals no break up that COVID-19 staying at home boredom Correct. Correct. <laughs> well we wanted to start today by asking you a little bit about how you started in your career in theatre um well my mum was a dancing teacher when I was uh, a kid well before actually I was a kid she she's been a dancing teacher her whole life and mm-hmm. then auditioned for Newtown Performing Arts and did that and then um oh we love Newtown oh yeah it's good um, then I did one term of a Bachelor of Arts majoring in psychology and drama at Western Sydney. And oh, wow. Then, yeah. Oh, okay. Which most people don't know, but I, rem- no. I remember handing in my last assignment and going, I'm leaving this place. I, I hate it. <laughs> I liked the work, but I didn't like, I didn't want to do that. I was like, oh, I want to perform, but I don't know what, you know. I want to be on stage. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't have the confidence yet to go, yeah, I'm going to do it as a career. I, I loved it. I knew it's what I loved doing, but I didn't really think, yeah, this is this is what I'm going to do. And then my dancing yeah. teacher at the time um, was like, oh, what's this AIM place? So she found AIM online. And then we did two years of that. And then I did a year of Bren Street. I did the full-time oh, dance yeah, course yeah. at Bren Street. And then... Bada bing, bada boom. Went out into the big bad world. And you were like, here I am. Here I am. These fries are French. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Oh my God. You just gave me war flashbacks. Yeah. Of when we did Here I Am. Yeah, oh dude. my God. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> all I remember is all of us doing Hamilton in the white, <laughs> in the black jeans, white long sleeves. Oh, and white you joined that. I was thinking about that the other day. 
Yeah. And I was like, God, that was a good one. I really enjoyed that one. Well, we did want to talk to you a bit about how you kind of feel like your educational path and university study helped to shape you. And do you think that university as a performer is necessary? Good question. I really do believe a background of some formal training is essential. Um, you've, yeah. you've got to have a dance background. You've got to have um, the basics of acting. Yeah. You've got to um, be taking your singing lessons. You've got to be developing your technique. As you get older, your voice is going to change and you have to adapt to that. You know, it's essential. Yeah. If, if you really want to do it eight times a week, you've got mm-hmm. to figure out how you're going to do that. Yeah. Um, and learn and learn from the best while your brain is still a sponge and not an old dried up cloth like mine is because I'm so old now. You know, it's almost like that thing where you have certain institutions where it's like, oh, they've been a teacher there for 25 years, but they haven't really? been working. Whereas um, it's really good to find places that also incorporate like industry yeah. professionals into 100%. the degree. If you're not um, learning from people who have worked on either on Broadway or on the West End or in major Australian musicals, what are you going to learn? You're going to learn um, how to perform on for those three why wouldn't you want to have exactly. give as many chances as possible to yeah. know more or to try different things or you know if you've only had one experience with one singing teacher and you've been doing well why wouldn't you then want to go okay what other opportunities do I have what other voice styles types yeah. songs you know well, you know why not <laughs> definitely and after going through that learning process and coming out the other side into the industry do you have any worst audition stories? Something in an audition that has gone wrong? Oh, yeah. Because we can train as much as we can, but when we get in the room, it doesn't always go to plan. Mm -hmm. Look, I really, you don't have enough time for the amount that I have. I really have had so many, (laughs) but you will always learn from the bad ones and it sucks that you, you know, we have to accept that, but you will always learn from the bad ones. You'll probably learn more from your bad ones than your good ones. I mean, like the story that I would, you know, my most abysmal story was both the worst and the best thing because it was my chorus line audition. I, well, it was actually my last callback. No way. I did, I was doing really well. I did the first few rounds and then my last one when I had to yeah. do the BB material, I was that nervous and I was that young and I, you know, I knew it. I'd done it already uh, and it was like that one verse. Mm-hmm. So like, you yeah. know, the pianist starts playing and he goes, and I was like, mother, I said I was very attractive when I grew up, when I grew up. I just completely blanked. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I've just forgotten the words. And they all just cracked up. They were like, it's all right, honey, go again, go again. They were really lovely. And I was like, oh, my God, okay, it's fine. (laughs) It happened again. It happened again. It happened four times. And they were laughing so hard. And the director, Michael Gorman, he, he, um, or the associate director, he was like, honey, hold the lyrics. It's okay. You're really right for this part. Just hold the lyrics. I know you can see you're nervous. And I was like... (sighs) I've already done this for you. I know it. I know. He's like, and we know that and it's okay. And they were just laughing because they were like, this is such a BB thing. So BB is, you know, neurotic and, Mm -hmm. you know, young and um, she's really eager and, uh, you know, blurts out things that she shouldn't, (laughs) which was me, which is me. Um, So the fact that it went really badly didn't matter because I was really right for the part. They're actually rooting for you on the other side as 100%. well. One hundred percent. And I've been on the other side now, and I know that. Like, it's you can say as a performer. Before I had my um, 
creative team experience, I was like, oh yeah, sure, they're here for me, whatever. Mm. And then you get on the other side and you're sitting there and you're watching someone sing and you're like, yes, go. go. And you're like, you can do it. Do you need a glass of water? You, they're really literally cheerleaders for you. They just, and if they seem disinterested, it's it's usually just because they're hungry. Yeah. I guess, and talking about, you know, your abysmal callback, like your final round callback for a chorus line, what was your first professional show experience like? And was it a good transition into the professional world? So I was auditioning that during the end few months of Bren Street. So I was just finishing up full-time dance there. Uh, so then jumped straight into a chorus line. And that was, it was full on. I had been dancing 9am till 5pm, if not 6pm, Monday to Friday for a year. So it probably came at the best time. It wasn't too much of a shock to the system different to Bren Street I was surrounded by people in my age range um although I was slightly yeah one of the old, older ones of the pack I then go into a chorus line and I'm one of the young pups um you know there are other people with women and men, men with families with children with mortgages with um other ex- so yeah. many so many other credits and I was just like I don't think I realised, looking back on it now, I think I was just like going day by day and being like, okay, I'm doing this today, I'm doing that today, okay, cool. But now looking back yeah. on it, I'm like, I think that little bit of naivety worked in my favour because I, if I had realised the magnitude of what it was, I probably would have just yeah. fainted every day. <laughs> I, don't I guess it's getting through that audition, the, even though like the bad callback and then realising you've got it, you're like, oh, I'm yeah. okay now. I almost think that auditions are like way more stressful oh. than when mm. you get it because then you know, I'm right for this. Yes, I yeah. can do this and then well, you yeah, go and do it. <laughs> there is that, but then there's the other side of um, a lot of people and myself included had imposter syndrome so there was a time during rehearsals where I would walk I'd walk to work every day and go this is the day I'm going to be fired this is the day that they're going to go oh how did, how did we hire her what a mistake she slipped under the yeah. radar missed that one <laughs> we're so silly Monique yeah. get out um and it's so <sighs> funny talking then you know later on I talked to like the big wigs like Gemma Ricks and and all these other people then I ended up working with and they have the same thing like we all idolize really? these yeah. people Gemma Gemma is the most beautiful human in the world and she would say things like you know I didn't go to a drama school I didn't study I always have this like thing where I'm like oh god they're gonna figure out that I'm a fake and a phony and meanwhile she's like one of the most accomplished people in the country if not yeah. the world yeah um and she's got a set of pipes that anyone would you know sell their soul to the devil oh most definitely yeah yeah Uh, so it's insane what anyone's brain is doing even the top dogs you know have their own things going on in their head and their own things that they got to deal with did you learn from that in terms of like um it's really nerve-wracking at first but did that help you in like future when you did future shows to be like i know i deserve to be here okay (laughs) i've done something a hundred percent you know, it doesn't stop those thoughts from creeping in, you know, even the last couple of shows I've done. And then you go, no, 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 I'm here. They would not have wasted their time. They would not, you know, I'm here for a reason. They know what they're doing. This is going to be okay. Um, you learn how to do that. And it's weirdly comforting to know that other people are going through the same thing as well. Then we can go, ah, how silly are we? Let's do the thing that we want to do and then put our focus into that and telling our story. And then we go and be okay. So on the talk of some of the shows that you have done, Mon, today we're going to be doing a lyric challenge, Mon edition. Oh no. (laughs) 
this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be a thing where people like listen to it and go, she should know that. That's bad. But that's my favorite thing. I've given Libby songs before from songs in shows she has done and she doesn't remember, and it's the yeah. funniest thing. That's gonna happen right now. I'm telling you, it's gonna be bad. I have a bit of a goldfish memory. No. Like once I've done something, I kind of leave it. How this works is we're changing it up with the lyric challenge a little bit, like we have done previously for anyone that has listened to our podcast for the past few months so usually it's just like a point if you get the lyrics right but I'm gonna do a two-point system of if you can name the show you get a point and then if you get the lyrics right you get a point but as you are the guest Mon we will be starting with you oh no okay what I'm gonna do first I'm just gonna say the lyric and then you can guess the next if you can't get it then I will attempt to sing it yes so. sing out Louise I was in your arms, thinking I belonged there. Is that all I get? Yes. <laughs> can you sing? I think I know what it is, but can you sing it? Um, yeah. So it's, I was in your arms, thinking I belonged there. Mamma mia! Though, am I on the right track? I don't know which verse it is. Though it's hurting me. No, it's the street, nope. not that verse. Next other verse. One. Um, other one. Other one. <laughs> no, not no. That. I'm thinking of like every single other what? verse that exists except the one you want. Nah, I'm out. What is it? Okay, so oh. it's, I was in your arms, thinking I belonged there. I figured it made sense, building me a ah. fence. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that either, don't worry. every single other one except that one. I'm sorry, Nat O'Donnell, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. It's all right, it's okay, it's only your first round, but you got one point because you got the name of the show right. I was Obviously. probably putting my shoes on at that time and walking to the vocal booth being like, what are we singing now? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all yeah. right libby oh my god okay guys you know i'm bad at this but like <laughs> let's go all right so it's sometimes their hatred is out of control god how they hurt me um sometimes their hatred is out of control god i think this is yeah, carrie this is, this is carrie okay Okay, yep, yep, it's Carrie. Right track. All right. Um, okay, so can you sing oh, it? I'm gonna try. Sometimes our hatred is out of control. God, how they hurt me. Something, 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 something. <laughs> God, how they hurt yes, me. Yes, Libby. Yes, Libby. I got those words. I don't know it. If it makes you feel any better, I don't know it. Oh, okay, good. At least I feel oh so God. much better about that. Um. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna pass on that. Okay. I'm gonna say I got so that it's, wrong. <laughs> Sometimes their hatred is out of control. God, how they hurt me. Mama says suffering is good for the soul, but they hurt me. Oh. All right. Well, you're both on one. So, and we're gonna Yay. be doing two rounds, and then we'll do a bonus round for each of you if you're tied. So the next one goes to Mon. Oh, no. So, okay. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like this one is easy, but I couldn't be. I could. I don't know. So it's. Harmony and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding. No more falsehood or derisions. Is that right? Um, wait, harmony and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding. No more falsehood or derisions. Golden living? Dreams of visions? Is that right? Yeah. Misty crystal and revelations and the head. Yes. Head. I love Beautiful. that I got that one, which is like so much more complicated than Carrie or Mamma Mia. All right. So, Libby. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Give it to me. But they all felt something, but I felt nothing. I felt nothing, 
Yes. Uh, it's chorus line. Except the feeling that this bullshit is absurd. Hey! Is that right? It was close yes! enough. It is it's well absurd, done. but that works. Good job. Yeah, okay. All right, well so done. you are both actually tied, and these last <gasps> ones Guys, this is a first for me. The hard one. And All I'm right. so sorry, Libby, I don't actually know how to sing yours, your last one. Maybe Mon knows. Mon <laughs> will know how to sing your one. Um, but anyway, so we're going oh, first with okay. Mon. To handcrafted beers made in local breweries. To yoga, to yogurt, to rice and beans and cheese. Oh, this one's going to kill me. To rice and beans and cheese. To curry vindaloo. It's just the You're just missing the first two little bits. They're two things. Yeah. I believe in you. You've got this. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna kill me. What is it? <laughs> People, if any, anyone's listening to this, they're gonna be like, "You idiot!" <laughs> oh. it's my sixteen-year-old self is slapping me over the face. <laughs> it's literally, literally in all forms, sitting on the tip of my tongue. Nah, I'm sorry. I have to give up. To leather, to dildos, oh, to curry vindaloo. I... <laughs> But I'm assuming you know what the show is. It's from Shrek, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Which, funnily enough, onto Libby's final one. I'm kind of guessing this is also from Shrek. Okay. Well, I guess I kind of just gave it away, didn't I? Dude. What makes us special makes us strong. Oh, guys, it's been too long. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Can you sing it? What makes us special? What makes us special? What makes us special makes us strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. These are my Let gifts. Your you're welcome. Fly. <laughs> I mean, you actually didn't get you it right, so Libby. Oh, I didn't. Well, kind of. It's like your freak flag wave. Let your freak flag Ooh. fly. Oh, it's alright. I didn't get leather and dildos. Does that mean we tied? You guys tied. Yay! We tied. Even with my bonus round, you still tied. <laughs> I was. That was really bad for me. I'm going to listen back to this and go, Monique, you should know better. That's <laughs> you guys still did really, really well. Oh, I'm so proud of us. <laughs> Woo! Monique audition smashed. So after all of that hype, we did want to ask you, <laughs> what was the show that actually helped you grow the most as a performer? Ooh. They all helped me in some way or another. Yeah. Um, and like, you wouldn't think a mega musical like Mamma Mia could do that, but it did. Yeah. And, you know, you know, everyone, everyone kind of, uh, turns their noses up mm. to, you know, jukebox musicals and things that are just fun and camp. And as soon as you like, just take it for what it is, you can, like, we opened in Canberra and I just never forget, like, getting to actually look at people's faces and just seeing how happy they are. <laughs> that sounds so lame, but they were just you know, getting up and dancing without fail every time an audience did that nobody had to be asked to, yeah. they were busting to. That's the best thing about Mamma yeah. Mia. Like, nobody even has to say that. It's just, like, this unwritten rule where you go, no. well, now's when we get up. And, you know, just seeing, like, the different kinds of audiences and when, whenever we got to do um, signed shows, we'd have uh, a couple of people um, who would do Auslan of the lyrics and words of the show in the corner for deaf oh, audiences. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we did that for Mamma Mia, we did it for Ghost. 
I think they did it for a chorus line. I can't remember. Um, and just I didn't realize they did that. Yeah, it's a thing, and it's amazing. And they and shows catered to people with autism or um, certain mm-hmm. um, things where they'll like dim yeah, the lights. Yeah, where they have like the lights. Yeah, yeah, I think that that kind mm-hmm. of stuff is amazing and kind of just makes you go like oh, this is why we do this. This is why, like, I put up with sore knees eight times a week or this is, you know, why I need to stop pissing and moaning, for lack of a better word. Hair was a big challenge. Um, We had some technical challenges. We had, because it's a rock musical, it's probably the most full-on rock musical I've ever done. Like, for my voice, I think hair was how I grew the most because I I had a lot of struggles that I had to figure out how to work around. Mamma Mia was the first time I got injured on a show. Um, oh really? I, oh really? Yeah, what did you do? My, uh, my knees. Uh, as you get older, your knees go. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, the shock absorbers <laughs> under your um, kneecaps kind of start eroding, and I was having a lot of trouble with my knees, so I had to take a show off. And that is a big, like, it's a big thing in bigger tours. Um, it's like seen as a really. It used to be actually it used to be seen as this big, like you were a bad person if you took a show off. And if you're injured, it it's the right thing to do to take a show off. And we need to start encouraging new performers, like when they when they go into bigger contracts. When you have understudies and and covers, that's what they're there for, and they yeah. you know they're trained and they do their job and they they know what they're doing. And we need to put ourselves first for a second when it's when we know it's really serious. Not when oh uh, uh, I got a little tickle, I got to go have a couple of days off. No, yeah, when like I was no. in pain and I was staying on stage way longer than I needed to and it took the creative team to be like Monique they had to come up to me and I was like oh I'm, I'm fired I'm fired I'm fired oh, no. and they were like Mon oh, we know yeah. you're struggling it's okay it's okay to take a show off it's okay see the physio get the diagnosis she will tell you what she thinks and if it means taking some shows off that is okay so we need to I think we need to cultivate a new culture where we go it's okay to to take care of yourself you should support them in that decision rather than them hurting themselves yeah, and your career is going to be long you want it to keep going totally. rather than stop at that one show I think that it was did, something you know? that I saw Natalie Weiss I think that's how you say her name talking about actually like maybe like a week ago about Emoji Land that she yeah. had hemorrhaged in her throat Whoa. during oh Emoji God. Land like a couple of days before the show opened and so she kept pushing and she kept pushing and she made it worse and then when she went and saw someone, they actually told her, okay, you need to take a couple of days off. And they said that her voice, after after she took the time off and it healed, she took off like maybe I think she said 10 days and she went back to see the doctor and they said, your throat is actually healthier than when you started the show because you took that time to take it off rather than pushing to a point where you do, you know, irreparable damage. Mm-hmm. Do you think in the shows that you have done, because obviously we haven't mentioned all of the shows that you've done, but in all the shows that you have done, have there been any pinch me moments or like one big moment where you just went, oh shit, like I do this. The first thing I think of, it shouldn't be, but it is. The first thing I think of <laughs> um, when you ask me that is when Celine Dion came to Mamma Mia. She came and watched <gasps> the show. <laughs> So the way it went down was that we we weren't told that she was coming. Nobody knew. And then it was towards the end of Act 1. People had started, like, saying things like, have you seen that woman out there? She looks like Celine Dion. It's really weird. And then other people being like, she's in Melbourne. We're in Melbourne. She's like, she's in Melbourne right now. It could be her. And then all of a sudden at interval, my friend who was playing – um, my best friend, Jess, Jessica White, who was playing um, Lisa, 
she comes running yeah. up to me and she's like, Celine Dion is here, Celine Dion is here. She is literally here in the crossover. And me being the pessimistic person that I am, I was like, yeah, sure. This is like the time you told me that Bear Grylls was here. Sure. Um, <laughs> and so it became a thing where, like, it was also, the fact was that it was a, a joke that we had. We were like, oh, Bear Grylls is in the audience or like Queen Elizabeth's here or it was just like yeah. a thing we would kind of say to each other to kind of give us energy or no pump us up way. or like just have a laugh at or just have, oh be like how God. ridiculous would it be if Cher was watching right now or something like that so yeah. this was going around and I was like yeah sure okay Celine's here and, and Bear Grylls is next to her whatever um but then but Jess was like no she literally came past the crossover with someone she was ushered with with someone and she saw us they were doing something in like makeup in the mirror and and Jess was like telling me the story I'm like yeah whatever didn't believe it didn't believe it didn't believe it and then our uh resident choreographer was like okay guys so I I will confirm yes Celine Dion is in the audience and we lost our minds no um but for some reason in act two she'd moved spots and then I didn't see her but like there was still this we were all just buzzed and then in yeah. the in the mega mix in the finale we like saw her like we saw her and she was getting up and we had this this partner um section to do and I was holding my partner's hand and we were just screaming at each other like fangirling out this is the weirdest thing ever and then she came backstage and had a chat with us and um and she's like, Huma, what you so amazing what you do. I'm just, this is my terrible Celine impression. Um, <laughs> it's so amazing what you do. And, and she gave us this beautiful speech. And we were just like, what is happening? Oh, Celine Dion is like within God. arm's reach of me right now. It was nuts. And she just looked so beautiful and regal and amazing. And, oh, and she was oh. heaven on a stick. But yeah, that was a moment yeah. where I was like, this is my, this is what my life is. I'm dancing for Celine Dion. Celine what, Dion. What is, what, in what kind of world does that happen? Uh. Now, on a bit of a more serious note, to um, we did want to talk a little bit about <laughs> yeah. how COVID-19 has been affecting you and what impacts you have felt being in a production that has been cancelled due to it and um, also with your f- fellow music theatre performers that are going through similar things. Like, what has been well, the effects on you? We Our show was cancelled after a bunch of... Uh, shows that we had heard a bunch of other shows were cancelled. Um, mm. A lot of good mates of mine were in Billy Elliot, and they had they were told that they had just done their last show on the Sunday, yeah. or whatever this like last week of shows was. Yeah. And we were told we were having a company meeting on the Tuesday, um, and was you know we were sent a weekly schedule, and everything was saying it was going on as per normal. Yeah, but, you know, half of us were in this bracket of, you know, being keeping, keeping up to date with the news and and looking at Broadway closing and Disneyland closing and going like, I don't know if we're going to last yeah. much longer. And others were like, no, we are working. We are, mm-hmm. we have our job. We are doing it. Let's not bring it here into work. And so everyone was quite divided and dealing with it in different ways and everyone's going to. And, and yeah. it's just the fact that our generation has never really seen or experienced anything like this before. You know, we haven't lived through a world war. We no. are so lucky. We, we, no. you know, Mm-mm. I'm not that old. Like, I'm old, but I didn't live through the Spanish flu. Like, you know, so this is a first for a lot of us. So we're going, okay, we've got to take this day by day. We've got to see what the government is saying day by day. Rules and regulations, you know, were changing so quickly because the virus was changing every second. So 
so different. It was every day was so different. So you know, first we were told that um, Brisbane would still go ahead, and then we were told that that wasn't going to go ahead. There was a possibility of us um, just being on a break, and then and this all happened within a matter of two days. So then at our mm-hmm. company meeting, it it was it was yeah. a we are closed. You did your last show. That's it. Um, so it was incredibly. It, it was yeah. so we were all so sad and just shocked and um, like even though I was one of the ones that was kind of preparing myself yeah. for it, I was still shocked by it. And normally things hit me a lot later if I get some bad news or if I if something bad happens to me, you know, I'll make a joke out of it, I'll distract myself from mm-hmm. it, and then in a couple of days I'll get sad about it. But this, for some yeah. weird reason, got me straight away. We. Mm-hmm. Um, went for drinks after and consoled each other just before all the bars shut and um, just cried and, you know, consoled each other. And, you know, it was a closing night Mm, that we didn't see happening. And, you know, even now I still go like, oh, we would have opened in Brisbane or, you know, I'd still be in Melbourne or, you know, there's still – it's just like everyone else has been saying, it it feels like every day you wake up and we go, oh, this is still what life is right now? Oh, okay, right. Um, it's so weird, still, isn't it? It's just yeah, weird. So surreal. And also not knowing that you had all that, you know, you had yeah. all that work lined up and mm-hmm. then for it just to like, okay, cool. And yeah. then are we go like, when are we going to be back that. to normal? We're still asking like, that. Yeah. We don't know. It's just, and it's so weird it yeah. not having an end date and it not being like the lockdown ends on this day, flights commence this day, theatre will reopen. and Yeah. But how have you been dealing with that? Have you been um, getting creative? Obviously, you, you mentioned earlier that you have um, a Zoom uh, yeah. kind of show happening. So well, you know, um, what have you been? I'm not going to lie. There are days I've done absolutely nothing and I have not been creative and have sat yeah. on my butt and eaten and gone, no, I'm going to feel sorry for myself today. And that's all right. We're allowed to do that. 100%. Um, uh, but you know, the other days I've had some, um, I've got some amazing friends who are, um, doing a concert called lights up on the arts. Um, this is with Joshua Robson productions. Yeah. That's going to be on May 11th. So it's a bunch of, um, Australian uh, music theater people just doing the songs of Stephen Schwartz and, um, yeah, it's going to be an awesome online yeah. concert. We had a little dress rehearsal the other night Ooh. and, um, to, to work out technicalities and stuff and, um, that's that's very yeah. smart that we did that because we all know even just from zoom chats we're all having having moments where we're like what's happening with the sound yes. what's going on with this and why? so we yeah. had a good little um yeah. technical rehearsal <laughs> and um josh josh is an incredible producer he's also an insane performer please look him up um josh robson was one of the pigs in shrek but um oh but he has so much more what else oh well the most creative i have been getting is with a bunch of my friends, we do a Zoom trivia night, which I started, and um, I have uh, oh, I have Lord. seen we, this. My partner and I, we love a dress up, we love a costume, we love a theme, and we I'm I'm gonna say it, we kill it every week, and we get way too into it. As other people just put on like a background on Zoom, but we deck out, so we get into yeah, it. Yeah, I love a good trivia night. It's totally. you can get creative, and with we're some learning a lot. Also, and... I'm like, yeah. I'm learning a sound night. Exactly. Well, all right, let's finish this off. Yes. Thank you so much for all your time because, oh, my gosh, we've been I've loved it. Now. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. I love this so much. I'm so glad you guys no. are it's, it's so good, and we love getting people on that are just, like, so in 
the industry and especially like I literally I look at you and I'm like you're like 20 stop it stop like, it that's like that's how old you think I, I know am? I know how old you are but that's how I see you I see you as like very young and I'm like I always picture I'm like cool so you must have started like in the industry at like 17 yes, yes, you've made my day you've literally made my day <laughs> Couldn't get better than this. It's not going to get better. I'm just going to go to bed now because it can't get better. I'm 30, <laughs> babes. I had my 30th in COVID. Oh, my God. Yeah, How a, was that? I had an ISO birthday. Um, well, funnily enough, my friends and family threw me a surprise 30th before, like in February. My birthday was in March. but They threw me a surprise birthday in February because I was going to Melbourne because my birthday, no yeah, way. My birthday was oh supposed my to be in Melbourne. So mom, my mum and... Georgie and um, a bunch of my friends were like, let's throw her a random thing, um, like, literally a month earlier. That's so um, So I kind of had a birthday and then, you know, ended up back here. And um, so we had a little ISO birthday. Um, you know, we had pancakes and played Nintendo Switch. Aww. And I was fine with that. I'm, yeah. I'm 30, eating pancakes and playing Nintendo. I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah, this is live. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up with your bedtime story. Uh, so this can be any funny yes. thing. It can be anything that's happened to you in theatre. Stage mishap. Okay. But the bedtime <laughs> story I would tell you, um, pull up your blankies, get nice and cosy. Um, oh, I'm ready. So during a chorus line, I can't ever remember if it was Perth or Adelaide, but I think it was Adelaide. Anyway, we were somewhere. And we were doing our show and we did the uh, opening number and then we stood on our line and Zach is out in the audience giving his opening monologue and all of a sudden I hear this. I was like, what the hell was that? Anyway, (laughs) and and then we just hear this. I'm hearing this rustling and I was like, oh, it's the light. Something, the light. And I thought the lights were going to fall down. I was like, the light's about to fall on our head. And we're just hearing this like clanging of things of the of lights above us, and a few of us are just kind of doing side eyes, even though we were like in the middle of a scene. Yeah. So there's like Zach's talking out in the front, a bunch of us have interjections oh, or God. whatever, and then you know we come forward and, and introduce ourselves and blah blah blah. And yeah. as this is happening, we're hearing these noises, and we're like, "What is that noise?" Then all of a sudden, front center, this pigeon lands. <gasps> like, oh my God! There's a pigeon on the stage, front and center. <laughs> in front of us and it is and then the audience oh is god. like oh my god there's a pigeon oh my god there's a pigeon oh my god and they all start like talking about it and then it start. it was in shock it was clearly in shock and it starts kind of like walking around it didn't fly it was just walking around and just kind of stopped and the audience was just like loving it meanwhile we're like oh my god. he's just like i'm having my moment i'm i'm part of a chorus line now literally it was it was, it was his best audition um and then I heard next to me, um, Ash McKenzie, who was playing Bobby, he then says to Deb Kryzak on the other side of him, I was like, should I do something? I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something to her and she just put her hand up to him and said, I got this. So Deb Kryzak, the legend <gasps> that she is, starts to like walk around the pigeon she knew to walk behind the pigeon so that it couldn't see her she very calmly and swiftly picks it up it didn't fly away because she was behind it she knew to get behind it she picks it up 
puts it like under the side of her arm as if it was like a Prada clutch bag and she just walks off oh stage. Meanwhile, God. our stage manager is standing there wide-eyed and just like, what the hell? <laughs> Deb brings the stage manager the pigeon and just the stage manager is just like, I'm holding the pigeon. What is happening? Deb comes back on, dusts her hands off, puts no. her hand in the air, like, thank you very much. The audience goes, absolutely not. Um, oh we couldn't help God. but abort her. And then we just continued and we're just... Like that's to this day, we can't stop talking about it. That so is yeah, that's I my. Cannot that's believe my that. Turns out I didn't know this, but Deb is actually like a professional <laughs> bird handler and has a lot of birds. And, oh my like, god! Did shows with birds and and is like a bird fanatic. She that's why she knew what to do. But I didn't know this before. I was just like in shock and just stunned. Like how does wow. someone know that she needs to like get behind and blah, blah blah? And people who knew her were like, oh my god. Of course, Deb is the one to save this. Of course, this is happening to us. And of course, Deb is the one to gonna yep. make this work. <laughs> when she said she had this, she literally she really meant, didn't have it. like, <laughs> I know literally exactly what to do with this case scenario. If she wasn't in, the, in our cars, I don't know what we would have done. We just would have, like, sure, there's a pigeon here. What are we gonna do? That was incredible. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and chatting to us about all things theatre. We really appreciated it, and I'm sure everyone is gonna really enjoy getting your inside view on everything. Yes. So thank, thank you, so you so much. Thank you so much for having me, girls. I'm so glad that you've got this awesome podcast going. Please please keep going and um, I can't wait to listen to all the rest. I mean, we do not have any plan on stopping, but yes, thank you so, so much and for sharing your wisdom and experience with us. It has just been absolutely amazing to chat with you and getting the chance to catch up with you as well. Yeah, anytime, girls, anytime. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Well, guys, we will be back in two weeks time with another new episode for you but until then remember to stay happy safe and healthy and we will see you then bye hey it's leslie Udom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds if you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.